2: Oh, that better do. That better do. Down, down, down. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Thanks to Sheen's Panel Shop, our wonderful sponsor here at Scotty and Swanee. It is Hump Day with Scotty and Swanee, and it's just we're well, one short. Hello, Swanee.
3: One big, one short. But yeah, it's just me and you.
2: Hey, he he's not a he's not a swearer. The big man as a rule. Mm. He's been swearing a lot to us in his text messages while he's been doing this pucker up ride around Victoria.
3: Yeah, he seems to. Have- not be enjoying it, does he? Yeah, you, you've, you've been though equally dedicated. Um, oh well, I thought he, well I had a tough day yesterday.
2: So he, I think rode Mount Hotham, what did you do? I
3: had a tough day. I rode Economy. <laughs> in a, in Virgin and then, well, the day started a little ordinary before that well, I was, coming back from, driving back from, I'm oh, not allowed to drive up there, because it doesn't have an interlock in the car, so missus has to drive. Um,
2: when did you find this out, please?
3: No, when did I find that? Oh, well I know I listened to me two counselling sessions of Vic Rhodes, um after me driving in discretion, but I'm not allowed every car I have to drive has to have an interlock in it. So a good thing for oh, me. So you can drive in the state just as yeah, long yeah, got interlock. Yeah, just yeah. the car that I have, yeah. So um which is fine. So I've got to sit there and you know be the DJ. But
2: how do you go there in the passenger seat, by the way?
3: I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a passenger seat driver too, I'm all, yeah, yeah, I like to be, I like to do the driving, um, but but I can't, so I just sit there and just play on my phone, then I'm not allowed to look at my phone, because Taylor's driving, she needs to be talked to, so, I was off a pain the arse, but. <laughs> she, she, um, she needs to be talked to. Yeah, or needs to be kept company, because I was just, you know, having my head on my phone, playing music, and just, you know, watching a bit of the basketball, and <laughs> All kinds of, but end of the footy, I caught the end of the, the Collingwood game actually in the car and my music was on the car and then she was like, I heard the commentary, so not the footy, anything but the footy. <laughs> and it was literally like a minute to go, so I was like, listen, listen, watch it for the last minute and I held on, yeah. Which no one really cares about because it's a NAB Cup game. But, um, but in the car, we're driving Then Taylor turned to me, you know, about halfway through and she goes, I think you should get a will. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She was like, "Have you got a will?" I think it's about time you got one. Fuck, no, I don't she, I thought she was going to open the window and kick me out the door. I was like, "Why? Why? Why?" So like, and where? Why have you been thinking about this? So, fuck. So I was a little bit nervous for the rest of the car. I thought she was going to t-bone into something and you know, cook me, but. Um. So I wasn't very impressed with that. So I spent the next forty five minutes from Byron up to to Gold Coast, shit myself thinking something's going to happen here. Like I'll be brown bread by the end of this. So no, have you? Is, is your missus ever give you a? Have you got a will?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I had that conversation. Exactly the same thing went through your head because from a from a woman's point of view, that's just being a responsible person. From a bloke's huh. point of view, it's you um, don't
3: know. You don't know my woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wants me dead. So,
2: Did you start doing the maths in your head as to what you're worth? Well, I said like Barney's
3: going to be a fucking valuable dog. Let me tell you, <laughs> he's, he's going to be he's going to be the pop, most popular pooch at the park. Let me tell you, with all his assets, it's going to be awesome. Well,
2: wasn't there now? There was, a, there was a fashion designer who recently passed away who was it? but he left the lot to the cat or the dog or something. Like well, that. yeah. So, so, you're saying on one hand, Taylor's trying to be responsible. On the other hand, she doesn't know what you're actually going to put in
3: the will. Well. She'll get. Oh, Barney's going to get a lot. Put it that way. Um, he's he's never asked Barney me a spoodle. He's a cavoodle. Yeah. yeah. He's never he's never asked me about death, about yeah. about preparing for my demise. maybe I know I'm pretty – I know I'm not living to eighty, but I think I got a couple of years up his sleeve at least. I've only just started this, Ralphie. Well, I want I want, I want, I want to see it through the end of the year Have at you least. Giving
2: yourself an over under.
3: Oh, what days or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from there
2: it was down, So it started badly. And went downhill. Did it
3: well. Yeah. So we got home. Yeah. So I was. I was a little bit nervous. I slept with one eye open last night. Let me tell you, it's. It's not good. I usually don't sleep on the weekends. Not on Monday. Not on Monday nights. Yeah.
2: But. It was, uh, but it, oh, didn't you go through something horrendous on the plane?
3: Yeah. Um, what was that? Well, I'm you mate, okay. We get up, we get on the plane and, um, lady, lady was super nice to, to Taylor and ushered her. Taylor was one F, I was like, beauty. I can I'll all be one E or whatever it is. Um she goes, Yep, yeah. looked at me and goes, Yeah, just keep going. Thanks. <laughs> Down on your left. Well I was I was four F, four F I think. So the, the first three no, it must have been I must have been a bit further back. It must have been five F. So Taylor got business and I was I was back with the commoners. So so it was a disaster and she filmed me and thought it was really funny, <laughs> um, which, I, which, which, it I, was. which I put on my Instagram, yeah, Um but I, I, I knew it was coming, but I'd forgotten because it's been a, a a big few days up there um, celebrating a mate's birthday and then went down to Byron to see a mate and again, I was oh, this is right, so I remember um, we were driving to, yeah, pick, to go car shopping for the last Wednesday or no after this. I think we I think I went straight after we recorded this last week and um I was driving and she was sitting there and we go we haven't um so I flew up earlier than her. So we haven't booked our flights. Um so it's like well while you're sitting there let's let's book the flights. So um Taylor had to book her flights because, you know, she was having a return leg like, and I already had my flight up there. So she booked hers and um I think she used, you know, some points and some, you know, money to, to book business. She was like, well, you know, she's pretty happy with that. I was like, well, why are you there? So you can book me. I was like, you know, I haven't got my flight home. I was waiting for Taylor to see what time she wanted to come home, so I'll just jump on that flight. So I flew up with the mate. She's like, yeah, no worries. Um, Asked for my credit card, yep. Credit card, I think, oh, sweet, that's all done. So yep. f- flying business home, you beauty. It wasn't the case, Ralph. Because? She... Didn't she booked me economy? Oh, so and so she books herself business and books me economy,
2: and that brings us to an issue that you touched on and you didn't really follow through from our first show. Maybe it's because we're sort of new together. You you do a bit of bill bill splitting, yeah?
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But um, that one, she reckons was to get me back from when we went travelling, uh, you know, three or four years ago. We went. We went to the um, went to the Bahamas, and we're obviously coming back to Australia. And I and I put my hand up. I put my hand up, you know, yeah, when, I, when I'm wrong. And I misjudged. Well, I misjudged. I misread what time our departure out of Nassau was, um, out of the Bahamas. To I think we're going to you know, the East Coast and flying to LA and flying out of home, flying home out of LA, and I fuck that up. And woke up and we got to the airport just late, so we missed it. So I'm running and I had to be home. This was when I was playing, so I had to be home. It was over Christmas, so I had to be home. The day I booked home was the day before I was meant to start training, so I couldn't have missed that LA flight because I would have missed the first day of training, which I was okay with, but you know, the footy club wouldn't have been wrapped. So, um, what year were we talking? Oh, I may have been 12, 13, maybe yeah. something like that. Um, so I missed the flight, so i running around and finally. Yeah, you know, long story short, we 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 get we find a flight, this amazing like, um airline um employee helped us out and put us on a flight and we get to finally we get to LA and mate we're stressing, stressing. Um I told Taylor to collect our bags and like I so I could run to check us in So we had like, you know, well, we made it by like you know a blink of an eye. And as I'm sitting there, Taylor comes thundering down with, like, f- two suitcases, two, like, carry-ons and, like, um, sweating. So I'm storming in at the Virgin Canal. I've, I've held them up. We've waited. We get there. She's like, under enormous amount of stress, pressure. Gets her. To, oh, we got here. And then the guy goes, oh, did you book on the same ticket? And I come with the footy club. So the, so the footy club flew me over. And I was like, no, no, no. He goes, well, you've been upgraded to business and – you are an economy, say, to you know Miss Wilson, and you want to see a meltdown of epic proportions. <laughs> we went, we went friends for about two weeks. Man, it was incredible. So she got me back for that, and to this day she doesn't believe that I went back and got her in business. I was in, you know, economy. I was like, I'll sleep the first half, and then I'll come back and get you. And I swear I went back and got her, but she was asleep, so I didn't want to wake her. Yeah, well, that's generous. So I mean. I'm a gentleman. Correct. I'm a gentleman. So Rex, what she reckons she got me back for? But then, mate, the audio wasn't done last night or Monday night whenever you're listening to this. Um, so I'm sitting in and I'm, what are you, are you a window guy or an, an aisle guy? Window always. Mate, 100%. And after a big weekend, like I don't, if you're an aisle guy, you're a psychopath, um, I think, or a murderer. So um, I'm a window guy, I've had a big weekend, it's sort of nestled in. I had my iPad. I was thinking oh, I might get through half an episode of whatever I wanted to watch on Netflix or something like that. And With subtitles? Yeah, absolutely. Subtitles. Definitely on the planes, it's very hard to hear, um, but definitely subtitles. And then I was laying there and I was half on the nod, just putting, I had my headphones in, I was listening to some music, wanting to take off. And the airline hostess comes to me. She's like, tap you know, I could see her staring at me. So, yeah, how you going? So, I go, "Excuse me, Mr. Swan, would you mind uh, moving to this to an aisle seat? a few rows back, um, you know, because so we can get this family to sit together and, man, I'll tell you what, there's never been a better deed done in the history of the planet, I'd like you to tell me one. Um, I've never been more upset in my life. I've already been booted from, you know, Mrs. Book Me Economy. And then I get up because I think the family wanted to sit together. Yeah. Mate, I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting with your family on a plane. That's <laughs> the exactly. like, So I was like, yeah, no worries. I'll get up. And th- you know what the fuck thing was? There was a s- spare seat in business next <laughs> to Taylor. For Nothing for you? No, right next to Taylor. <laughs> I was like, well, you know where you can sit me? You can sit me in one E. That's exactly where you can sit me. They didn't get the hit? No, they didn't. They didn't. And then, you know, the other thing that pissed me off about that was I got up. And I did the right, I was like, yeah, no worries. I got up and did the right thing and um didn't want to make a scene, but kinda of made one and got up, made sure everyone know knew that I was doing the right thing yeah. and um such a good deed. And I got up, I walked past the guy who um who was on the edge of the, the father of the family obviously and sort of looked him straight in the eyes. Nothing. And then I sat down, mate, I, mate, I stared at him for no, I didn't sleep a wink, I was staring at the back of his head for about two hours just thinking, if this fucking boy doesn't give me a thank you. I don't know what I'll do. Well, it's like when, you, know, when someone, you let someone in on the give road. You've got to give a wave. Or yeah. well, just give me a nod of the head. Give me a thank you. Yeah. So I'll purposely, I was waiting. And then I, my bag was obviously right above him when I left my bag in. Grabbed my bag and like just nothing. Like, absolutely brushed me. Man, i was never been more upset in my life. But you know why? He had a fucking Richmond polo on. Oh. <laughs> so I've given it up. <laughs> This Richmond supporter has absolutely brushed me. I've letting him and his family sit there the whole time, doing their thing. Like, uh, and they didn't even spit. I thought they were going to play Uno or play Connect Four or a bit of Scrabble or something. They all sat there and just stared at the seat in front of them. So it's it's making me think that they got you to move just to annoy you. Oh man, you know what? That would be the first time someone's <laughs> thought that. I have thought that about myself. So, um, so I've had another horror. Mate, they just kept coming. Well, look, I've had the worst three weeks anyone's ever possibly had, I think. A hundred percent. been tough.
2: Last week, if you haven't heard uh, last week's edition of Scotty and Swanee, pick another sports podcast that spends 20 minutes talking about soft towels. And there was an issue and we, you can listen back to it, but basically you found out that Taylor uses soft towels in the downstairs bathroom. And you thought the whole time, Taylor was just being generous to you, not showering next year and said she was going downstairs and hiding things from you. And, and that shattered did, didn't it? Is that have I overplayed that?
3: Have you ever, I think you've underplayed it, to be honest. <laughs> um Well have you ever I should find out where these towels are from and let everyone go get one. And then you'll be seeing using the the cardboard garbage that I was using that I still use.
2: So while we wait for Scotty to ring through if he does I think we should hand over this show to the people because we've had lots and lots of messages from the people. That's at the Scotty and Swatty uh, Hump Day Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're gonna hand it over and just get your take on life. You think Kamal will call in? Well, he said he would between swears. Yeah, he doesn't normally swear, but between swears.
3: So how many days? How many? When does he finish?
2: I think he's got four days left. I, I I I had to ride up a hill on Saturday that was about took me about thirty oh. seconds. So I took the photo of the whole hill and yeah. sent it to him just because he yeah. had to write up Mount Hotham. I thought I thought he'd appreciate that, Jim. Absolutely. Didn't get anything. Did he? No. From Warren on our Facebook page. Please like us. G'day, guys. Thanks for the great podcast. To you, Dane. I took your advice and checked out the other bathroom in the house.
3: Yeah.
2: The one my wife and two daughters use. I think, I think yeah, you're no. about to have a brother in arms here. I was shocked but not surprised to find quilted toilet paper.
3: No, that's a oh, yeah.
2: Liquid soap in the shower and some fancy,
3: asked Spencer, <laughs>
2: <laughs> on the basin called Aesop. Then I noticed the matching fenton and fenton towels with a matching bath mat. Well, I liberated these items and relocated them to my bathroom, <laughs> swapping my soap on a rope, stolen beach towel from a recent Bali trip, <laughs> and my single ply poo tickets.
3: Are he's sleeping in the spare room now? Is he?
2: I also found a nice stash. Of new races that I thought I'd lost. Thanks for the heads up and keep up the funny bad
3: Mate, well, I'm just a man of the people, a man of the men, just trying to reclaim what's ours some nice towels and some nice soap. 100%. We, we like to feel good and smell good too. So, other questions? <laughs> just... You don't? <laughs> Love it. Mate, especially some nice quilted two, four ply on the Nort. It's magnificent. Quote unquote, the softest thing you've ever touched.
2: From Scott Dowsing. Can you ask Swanee to talk us through the significance of any of some of the tattoos, any regrets, any plans for future work? Love listening to the podcast, driving home from footy training.
3: Um, yeah, my well I'm getting tattooed Thursday, so that's that's that. Um uh, I'm just plugging away on my back. Um Is there much room? No, well, my back's nearly done. Just you know, the, the main outline's there, it's just filling it in now. Um significance. Um we're in a. I've got, I've got a couple of like barley specials and stupid ones, that, and they're probably they're probably the the best ones. Um, the rest of them are all just pitches. Obviously, got the Premiership one um, on my thigh. Um, Sam, Sam Newman. I got, I got Sam Newman after we. Well, I think we was, we I made a bet with Sam Newman on the footage Show that we'd make the finals, and he had to get my name tattooed on even if we didn't. We. Um, I had to get my name tattooed on his ass. No, I had to tattoo his face on my ass. And mate, we'll, at the bye, we'll second. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon the boys fucking tanked in the last 10 <laughs> weeks of the year. We won one game in the last 10 and finished ninth or 10th. I reckon the boys threw the season away. I don't think, I don't think the AFL integrity unit needs to look into that year. Because I tried my hardest and there were a couple of boys there that fucking let us slip. Now I've got Sam Newman's face on my ass. So.
2: Was he in touch with you through that year? And yeah, well, yeah well,
3: that's when the footage show yeah. wanted me, mate. So I was on there a bit. <laughs> so um,
2: I but, spent nine great years with Sam and I love him, but he's the strangest man I've ever met. How, how was your relationship yeah.
3: with him? Well, I get to sit on his face every night now. I'm, I'm sitting on his face now. It's not, not as enjoyable as I thought it would be, but, um, but it is. Yeah, no, he's, he's a great man. Um, he, well, he thinks I'm a weirdo. And, I think he's one, so but he's a he's a very good man, Sam. He's a genius. He's a, he's good at what he does. Um, what other ones I've got? We had a big house party in LA, um, and we had a tattoo. Sam, we got some, you know, some, you know, all the boys who were at that house party. We got I love the, their names on on our things. I got the word panda tattooed on me because at the time it was my third favorite animal. So, How did you come up with a ranking order? Oh, man, I, don't, I don't know. It just popped into my head <laughs> at the time. Dog one. Yeah, um, horse two or nah, cat. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, the dogs won. Um. I don't know what's number two. Um. <laughs> just the third one popped out. I knew there was a couple of in the pecking order above it, so that was that was there. And then, my right, the rest are all just are just pictures. I think. So, um, I wasn't blessed with beautiful olive skin, so I was like, fuck it, let's just cover it in colours. So that's that's what I've done.
2: How'd they go with the folks? Is, is uh, Billy? Tattoos?
3: No, well he literally just rang me then, so he's obviously um he's obviously his ears are burning. he knows <laughs> right. I'm talking about something he ate. So um yeah, Mum and Dad aren't, aren't rap with him, mate. They don't really talk to me about him. They now mum has just said please, Dave, not your not your face in your neck. Um I'll get shot if that happens. I'll get murdered. There's, <laughs> there's been a spree of murders in Melbourne in the minute, so if I go and get my neck done Thursday, I'm next in line. Hang on.
2: Can I put two and two together? What well, how do we start this podcast?
3: How do we start it?
2: Did, what ta- question did Taylor ask you yesterday?
3: Oh, I said, "Well, yeah, well, exactly, yeah." So, um, Taylor mate, <laughs> she's, she's, in, in, she's in front. Let me tell you, if there, if there was a, if we had odds to see who was going to murder me, I tell you what, <laughs> no, give me I'm, ten. I'm thinking a conspiracy here.
2: Yeah, well, like, mate, probably. Know, there could be a team job here. From uh, Leo, cookie, a pie, or a sausage roll doesn't have to be a 40 minute task as you did last you last week with the yeah. Uh, was it meat free,
3: so, and soy free? Put
2: them in the microwave for two minutes, and then throw them under the grill for one minute on each side. Hot and crispy in under five minutes.
3: You're welcome, lads. Right, well, you're only cheating yourself there, mate.
2: From uh, Jeff, this uh, is on a Facebook page too. Where on your body was the most painful tattoo, and do you regret any?
3: Um, no, I don't regret any. Like I've got some stupid ones, but um, now the, all the stupid ones are the, the ones are the best ones because they're all the ones that tell us the stupid stories of places you were in the world when. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just getting stupid shit done yourself. So I'll, they're probably my favorite ones, but um, have got another couple of masks that are, you know, the one, i have got one of masks, is the one where we're not allowed to stay on this podcast, just. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got that, literally that, just just sure. we thought it'd be funny. Yep. Um, what else? Um, behind, Probably behind my knees. Does it good. get easier pain-wise? No, it gets worse. Just because you're older? Yeah, yeah. My pain threshold is way less now than what it is than what it was 10 years ago. I mean, I'm getting tattooed, my back tattooed Thursday, mate. It'll be two, you know, two, three hours and that's it. Then no more for poor old Dano, mate. I've had enough, I've copped enough this week. So <laughs> last couple of weeks, I don't need any more pain. I've had a lot of mental pain the last couple of weeks. So I don't need any more physical.
2: From Mitch Foley, following Mick Modhouse labelling Sharon Wellingham as the fifth beetle. what was the best sledge you heard on the field?
3: Best, oh, wow. I've got a, a, I've got a beauty, but I, we would actually have to clear that with, with the legals. Right. Um. So I can tell you off the, I can tell you, once we finish this. <laughs> we're, we're gonna
2: work out how to, how to massage it into it for yeah. Next week's show. Well, yeah, it's, it's a
3: beauty. Best. Yeah. Apart from that one, that's it. everyone pisses themselves when I tell them that one. Um. I don't know the, the other ones. Um. Mate, I was too. Mate, especially. This one, that sledge wasn't had nothing to do with me, but mate, I was absolutely fucked by the time I got to a stoppage. If I had something clever to say, I couldn't get it out anyway. So all to because I was always late to a stoppage. That's why I got yelled at <laughs> on Mondays in meetings for not getting there early to prepare. But mate, by the time I had something funny to so say, it's not like I'll go, mate, um you wanna just give us ten seconds? I've got something really witty to say to the bloke who's playing on me, so um, but, but there's a lot of lot of good a lot of funny people out there on, in the league that that do their thing, but um mate. I wasn't fit enough to keep up with him for him to yell at me.
2: From uh, Mitch Foley. Uh sorry you we've covered that one. From uh, from Liam, who goes hardy, harder on a night out in Vegas, Dusty or Swanee? Mm.
3: Um I well, what do you mean? We go to, we went and watched Celine Dion last time we were there. That was that was beautiful. They went out for dinner. Um they wrapped up by eleven thirty at night. Sure. Um Well he's still playing, mate, so um so I have to say me while well, he's still playing but Maybe. When did you realize? When did you realize you guys were good mates? Would, um, would become good mates. Well, as soon as we matched on grinder, <laughs> um, as soon as we did that, um, <laughs> thought I was going to be love at first sight. So, and the rest is, uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Say.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I asked for that from uh, from Dod Gina. What happened to Ratbag Clothing? What is Ratbag Clothing, please?
3: Mine. It's yep. it's, uh, it's just in a holding pattern at the moment. We're trying to go to to China at the moment, and my business partners have, have been flat out with with kids and stuff like that. So we're just trying to um, get to China. So, but you know, watch that space. I guess or this space, whichever whichever space it falls in.
2: Absolutely. Before we uh, get to some more messages, uh, now now the runner is the issue of the week because there's always an issue of the week. It's really no no issue, but they just fill in space. It, you can say anything in February and March and it becomes a story, but. The complaint about the new rules of runners only allowed to come, go out between goals, and Luke Beveridge has said that he felt helpless late in the game, and so forth. Um, we could be really, really boring and talk about this for an hour. or We could just say, <coughs> "What's your best stories about runners?"
3: Stories about runners? Um, <coughs> a lot of things on your feet, or <laughs> the, the runner? Oh, the the runner. coach sends um, out best stories. Well, oh, you didn't really like them coming out here because be, you're doing something wrong, but. I, probably the ones that sticky out was when I first started, um, Mick um had the runner i probably up six, seven times in my first I don't know, twenty 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 games and I'm a guy I don't know if you seen me play, but I wasn't a I wasn't a socks up guy. I was a you know, wear him down and you know, it, by once I got comfortable to be able to tell the um the guys that I wanted my socks cut, I'll do that. But at the start you do what you're told and so I'd cut my socks so I'd have Ankle socks, because I I felt the socks restricted my calves, and maybe it was mental. Fucking who knows? But that's what I thought. Well like the runner, first time he came out, the runner came out and big smile on his face. Ace came "Come out and goes, mate. Mick wants you to pull up his sock. Wants you to pull up your socks." I was like, "Is this some metaphor that means I got to fucking do something?" And I was like, "Yeah, no worries." He kept jogging. He's like, "Swanny, you no. Know, he wants you to stop <laughs> where you are and pull up your fucking socks." I was like, "What?" He goes, mate. Don't look at me. He goes, that's what literally, <laughs> and he and he emphasised that he had to stand, you had to sit there or you know kneel down and pull up your socks. So, and um, then uh, before the game, like a couple of weeks later, I had him down. Mick grabbed me and goes, mate, if you can't, you know, if you can't play like football, at least look like one and pull your socks up. So that Mick, that was probably the most important message that went through to me in my early career was, Dane, pull your socks up. In like quarter time, like he'd come out. Get those socks up, mate. <laughs> I, had a, I had a real beanie's bothering about having my socks down. Um, so that was that was probably the most memorable one, mate. Um, apart from that, they're all are uh, you working that hard? And I can't remember half the shit they said to me anyway. Um, and you used to,
2: you, you, were, you've said this previously, but you almost, um, part with uh, obviously with Mick pioneering pretty much right. taking yourself off the ground yeah. anyway as part of the rotation, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, that's well. The great thing now with no runners out there is, just, mate. If if you don't want to go off the field, you can't. What are they going to? Well, I always come in quarter time and go, sorry, I can't see that that far. I can't see me number sitting over there. Just stay on the fat side of the ground and just just run around and do your own thing. Just move yourself forward. So, um, yeah. So it would be nice not to have a runner out there because, and if you did, and if you fucked up early in the quarter, you'd hope that. That message is gone by a quarter time, and someone else has done something stupid, so they get the blame, and you get to um, get away with it. So, um, yeah, mate. But in the end, I couldn't really give a shit whether they they're on there or not. I, and what 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 was the purpose of them? Wh- why did the AFL say they don't want them out there?
2: So I think the the philosophy is that the stars become the stars again, and it's up to players' own initiative. And uh, I've never seen a runner get think. a Brownlow vote. No.
3: So I I don't know how. Name one runner in the AFL. Now the celebrity runners sort of. Well, well, there you go. So then, how are they the stars? No,
2: as in the coaches' messages being the stars, and and the structures and all that. Because it'd be fair to say your the runner doesn't
3: just run out there and give his own messages. No. go, mate. What do you want for dinner? That's right. He's running around giving the coaches' message. So isn't that the same thing?
2: No, they said they don't want that. They said they just wanted to get rid of
3: the coach then too.
2: Well, in English soccer, you can't, or in any soccer, you can't. A uh, manager can't speak for the whole second half. What
3: do you mean? Isn't that a, no runners? He stands on the pitch and calls them over. Don't you say that when they get a drink break? He calls them over. <laughs> There's not a lot of drink breaks in soccer. Man, I used to see him talking them all the time about that bloke who got king out the other day in their um, soccer. You're giving him the impression that you really
2: just don't care about it. This whole debate.
3: Oh well, I can't. Why well, can't see the point of them not being allowed to run on there? Like, Unless they're not worried about the aesthetics of the game, either. do they think it looks ugly when runners are running back or they actually just want the players to be coaches? Yes, Well, I then, Well, then the players should get a 10% pay rise for being coaches as well. Yes. The players should get paid more for having to coach and being playing. That's a tough gig. You should be just worried about going to get the footy instead of worrying about what the halfbacks are setting up and doing everything. So um, the players should get a pay rise for being coaches as well.
2: Let me ask you a question as someone who just observes and loves the game and is never good enough but now in footy when people say that they're coaching the instinct out of players is that in any way shape or form true
3: well I definitely try to but um, yeah definitely because even especially with defensively and defensive setups and stuff like that um, most of the kids who get drafted are offensive guns that's what they play you know yeah you know that's people look at you know the big mark you know the possessions the, the goals the, the running ability or so most of the good kids that get drafted because they touch the footy. You know, there's not many kids that get drafted that don't touch the footy. just run around and set up behind the ball really well and don't touch it. So um, you get so much information before the game. And you, that's, now with runners, you're probably going to get runners not being out loud on the ground so much. You're probably going to get force-fed even more information. So by the time, you know, if the ball gets turned over, instead of, as you see, he's running around you know, on instinct, you're like, all right, I'm playing... You know, it's the the six four. So it means if the ball's in the half back flank I've got to you know, push up fifty metres and get into this spot here, then I've got to do this. Ooh, shit, the ball's moved, then I've got to slide across here. So um yeah, the, definitely. Um the they try and coach well, they're not trying to actually coach instinct out of the game, so I want you to get rid of your instinct, but there's so much going on in your head that you forget your instincts and why what made you a good player. And I think that's when the best coaches and the best teams you know, are up the top, that's when they're playing well, when they let, you know, every side has role players. So you've got the players that, you know, just make a side because they're good at what they do. You know, they might squeeze up onto the opposition winger to stop each, and their job is just to stop, you know, the you know the you know, quarterback, you know, doing his thing, setting up the ball, just to squeeze up on them. Or They have lot like runners who, you know, wingers who get back behind the ball and run up and down and run patterns for for whatever reason, and, you know, halfbacks who just, you know, back pockets who are just there to stop forward pocket and that's and that's what give us an example from
2: your great era that you're not giving up any secrets but give us give us an example of someone who just had a role role to play rather than trying to win the game
3: well um most of the role plays apart from you your top sort of 10 players so yeah, um you know there's heaps of guys you know guys like alan Tuver, he was a role he just did his job whatever we asked him to do you know shut down half forward or forward pocket and run good patterns. Um, but so when I'm going with instinct is like, you, when they let your best players play on instinct, they become your best players because that's what they do. They get the ball you know, 30, 35 times and run around and, and kick goals and do their thing. And um, to get the instinct out of you, your gun, your guns, that's when you go from having, you know, 30, 35 a week, you go, All right, well, I'm so worried about being defensive or doing this. You, you know, you're, you like, fuck. Especially, and it happened with me, like, should I should, nah, nah, I'm not going to go. And I think the ball's going there, but I'm not because I've been told, I'm instructed that I've got to do this. So yep. it's not so much the instinct out of the game. It's just, you don't play on your instincts as much because you got to, but you're in a team defense or you're in a team offense and, you know, you've got to create space for someone else, which is, which is all part of the game. And it's, it's the, the game we are playing. But, um, yeah, instinct definitely goes out of the game. And especially, and I guess with young kids too, who were gun 18 year olds, they have to come in and they can't just be the gun. They can't be the best midfielder. They can't be the big center half forward. They got to bide their time and just play, you know, on the fringes until, you know, they get big enough and strong enough to be able to, to play four quarters of their own footy.
2: And do you think there's that period where you, you, you break through and you say you might be tagged as a role player, but you, you as a player. Mm have aspirations to be the star. Do you think there's key moments in a game sometimes where you go, well, I don't know, care what the rule is, but if I get the ball now, it's going to be... Definitely. Yeah,
3: yeah. of course. You get to that stage where you're comfortable enough to you know, take risks is, is probably, you know, not the right term, but be able to um, just you go on your instinct and go, no, what, I'm going to I'm going to leave my man. And, and that's what coaches ask. You know, eventually that you want to have the trust in yourself and your own ability and to get off, you know, to leave your man and go and, you know, get out and get on the fast side and get a kick in and, I'll you know, step someone inside and, and take the game on instead of just going back around the back and, and things like that. so. It definitely becomes a, a time where you're comfortable enough, and and it has to happen for you to have a career to have a long career. You go right, I. Oh, this is um, <clears throat> I'm comfortable enough. I think i I think I belong in AFL level. I'm good enough now, so um, I'm gonna go out right there and show why I was the 11th pick in the draft, or why you know I'm playing well, I've played, why I've played 50 games and I want to play 250, or why I finished. 10th in the best and Ferris as a 20-year-old. Now you you keep stepping up and doing your thing.
2: And and, and <clears throat> I would imagine when when your side's flying, it's the cohesion amongst, you know, you, pendles and oh, yeah. beams I mean, and
3: whatever that you all, you all know what each other's doing at the same time. Absolutely. Um, and that's why it takes sides three, four, five years to jail. So when I was playing with Scott, you know, eventually it got to the point where we wouldn't have to sort of talk, you know, I once he, if he got the ball in a stoppage, I knew exactly which way he liked to spin, you know, where he liked to kick the ball, where he liked to it. So I'd be in his vision and he was sort of, we wouldn't have to, you know, talk and then same as me when he, when I got it, he knew exactly, you know, where my favorite kicks were, or where I like to, to get out and get into space and who I like to give it to. So that's why I mean and give the ball to each other so much because we played so, you know, so many games together. In the, you know, alongside each other for 200 odd games that, and we got so comfortable with each other, we knew exactly where we were going to be all the time. So that's why we, you know, we give it the ball to each other, and that's why I think the pies are going to be, you know, that's why pies and Richmond, you know, a are, are really good Melbourne are starting to get that because all their young guns have played sort of three, four, five seasons together now. So they all know how each other work and how each other lead, and their the leading patterns and how they like to run off half back and who likes to step inside, who, like, who doesn't like to, <clears throat> who can go left, who can go right, and you know you can't and that's, you can't teach that you can't teach going out there and um, you can't teach that on a whiteboard you have, to, yep. you have to play 50, 60, 70, 80 games together before you get that that rapport and you, you gel with each other so hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do
1: the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you
3: That's why those sides who have played that four, five, six, seven games together is you know a solid years ago. 15, yeah, fifteen, sixteen. You know who play every week, and you obviously have guys who come in and out. Clearly, but if you get that core, you know ten to sixteen, that play every week. You know, you, not that I've ever, not that I've done the stats, which you'd be shocked to learn. But <laughs> I'm sure if you had a look at the sides who are up the to top, they're the sides who have played the most amount of games together.
2: Now, there's a guy called Ben Darwin who's he's put that theory. Does across, he play for? Uh, he played for the Wallabies, okay. and uh, but he did a big thing on sports cohesion, and, yep. uh, and it was fascinating. And, and last year, I then looked at it; the top four sides didn't have a big recruit amongst them, except for Lever, who obviously missed the second yeah. half of the year. So, obviously, it was quite significant. <clears throat> uh, hang on one second, please. We're halfway through the podcast. Hello. Hello,
3: Scott. You, f- you sound Scott. very. You sound cheerful. Hello. I hate. I
5: hate everyone and everything <laughs> right fucking now. Seriously, 200. We we're supposed to do 180 kilometers today. We're doing 204 kilometers because a bloke can't fucking count. <laughs> and uh, eight hours, eight and a half hours of moving times, about 10 and a half hours of relentless fucking headwinds. And let
2: me tell you, I'm not the most felt aerodynamic <laughs> unit on a bike. As a rule, you're, uh, not a, you're not a big swearer, Scotty, but I've never seen so much swearing from you over the past week, please.
5: Seriously, mate. I have broken all records. Uh, this is. This is just a great Swanee. You were bang on the
3: money, brother. Why am I doing this? Well, I know why I'm doing it, but just seriously, why? Man, I had a tough day yesterday <laughs> too, mate. So I, I'm sorry, mate. You know what? All I've
5: done is complain
3: about myself. How's your day? What, no, oh uh, yeah, mate? no. we spoke about. It. You'll, you'll have to listen to the first twenty minutes on your own, mate. But I, I had a tough day yesterday, no. mate. So, and um, we okay, talked it yeah, through. I'm but sorry, mate. Yeah. My, my, my actually, selfish, my missus, missus asked me. The misses told me that I that I need a will. So I thought. So I think oh, I'm. Bad science. Yeah, well, exactly. And then, um, then she booked herself business and me in economy. She, is your partner ever done that? I uh,
5: no, nah, <laughs> no, no, no. She would
3: not do that. Um, I did, I did see that. I did see that on uh, on I, went, oh, I just saw your hat pop yeah. up
5: in, in a number that uh, seat that you don't normally sit in, and we're talking only about seven or eight. Um, so you've, yeah, I understand. Oh mate, you know what? I apologise, and uh, um, I should not have uh, just assumed my day was worse. <laughs> yeah, and that was yesterday. I was it? Yeah, that was just one hundred and eighty k's and another S- thousand and eighty-eight metres. Selfish of location. you to be honest, Scotty. Yeah, yeah no, I I apologise, mate. And, uh, I've come in all self-indulgent, and um, I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. He- I fucking hate <laughs>
3: my driving right now. He's still in your? You still in your lycra?
5: I'm still no, um, get it right, I'm in my necks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> in your knicks?
5: What happens with these knicks, right? Cyclists know, and they may think they look pretty cool, but you really don't. And you get the knicks right, so you bike pants and your and you your little you know pads in your bum bum, and uh, then basically you've got the singlet type things. So you look like a wrestler.
3: You know. Well you actually do. <laughs> You're Andre the,
2: Giant. Andre the Giant.
5: I'm telling you, it's not dissimilar to Andre
0: the Giant. <laughs> and um, you know what? It,
5: it, my kids have seen me in it probably 50 times now, and every time when I take my jersey off and to reveal just myself in the in the nicks, the uh, wrestling type singlet, they piss themselves laughing every time. <laughs> That's not good for a confidence. But um, the other day, we, uh, we had a ridiculous day. Right? We did 247 kilometres. How long does that um, take? I can tell you. That we, the, the problem was we climbed 3,500 metres. It's three and a half kilometres up in the air oh. we climbed. Right? And it was the worst day of my life. It, it, that, was day, <laughs> that was the day after we climbed Mount Hotham. Uh, that took, uh, that, that 247
3: and three and a half, that took, uh, that was 10 hours and 17 minutes of moving time. And is that in a row? Or do you stop like every hour? <laughs> no, 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 they let,
5: you, they let you stop for 10 or 20 minutes. And, How many uh, times? And have, yeah, no, a few times. Two times? And you have lunch and the only good thing about it is just lollies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, How, so you, you just eat lollies and crap and just hunt- eat
3: yeah. Are you hungry at the end of the day or are you just that knackered that you can't be fucked eating or you are you are like, starving? No, no. Who are you talking to? <laughs> 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 um,
0: no, I hope
5: we're um, you know, hungry most of the time. Uh, but You just can't get enough calories in. But uh, what about we're going up um, day five, so after often. This is the horrible day, 247 and 3,500 and metres in the air. And we're going up uh, this hill and I'm just blowing a gala. One of the boys rode up next to me and said, mate, I'm putting last week's podcast on just to get me up the hill. I said, that's oh, sweet, mate. Enjoy. I'll, uh, I'll sit next to you and just listen to you laugh for the next hour and a bit. Well, he laughed. He laughed a lot. And by the time we got to the hill, I was in a bad mood already. He goes... Hey, Swanny's a funny person. Oh <laughs> shit! are you kidding me, mate? I said, like, it was both of our
0: podcasts. I spoke two years. Nah, Swanny's a pisser. Oh, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Oh, my God. Just keep kicking me while I'm down. All right. Re- regroup, brother, because uh, we'll ring you back through the, uh, through the proper microphone. So, just we're going to ring you back in about 30 seconds. All right. Oh, terrific. Thank you. <laughs> we, by the way, are here thanks to Sheen Panel Service. Uh, smash repair and towing business that's been operating for the last fifty years. Yes, it's their fiftieth birthday in November. Twenty six panel shops around Victoria. Over five hundred excellent replacement vehicles. Swanee, they got the full range: Utes, vans, SUV, sedans, hatches. Twenty four seven towing service. Right. What do you ring?
3: Absolutely, oh, you ring Sheen Panel.
2: You ring one three hundred repair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you ring?
3: One one three hundred repair. But well <laughs> so I, I was going to say something. Yeah. So if, if someone you know does the right thing. And sees camo riding. Yep, just give him, a, just clip him, so he stops, <laughs> and then you know where he goes. You, you know where they go. One three hundred repair. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you do see camo on the road, feel free just to just to give him a nudge. So we, gentle Well, well, <laughs> it depends because then we want to get the double whammy by getting Sheen in, yeah, and fixing up their car. Absolutely. Did
2: I do they do replacement bikes at Sheen? Scotty. Enough,
3: anyway. oh, we don't care about him. He'll he, be off the road. We care about the <laughs> poor bugger that's, that's binged their car up. <laughs> you're just assuming
2: that it'd get dented yeah, well,
3: yeah,
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're family owned and operated, offer lifetime guarantees on all works, and they deal with all major insurance companies. They're great supporters of Scotty and Swanee. If you're a great supporter of Scotty and Swanee and you like Scotty and Swanee, then go to Facebook, Sheen Panel Service. So, Facebook.com, Sheen Panel Service. Uh, their website's sheengroup.com.au, and on Instagram, Sheen Panel Service. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook, and get behind the people who get behind us here at Scotty and Swanny. So we're about to speak to the uh, to the big man there. I think there uh, we go. There we go. Just hope he hasn't sort of peeled over again. Is he back? Yeah. Yeah. No. M- much much clearer yeah. there.
3: Sound much more cheerful too. Hello. Yeah. No, I'm good.
2: Did I help yeah, you? No, that I I, t- I did a massive hill up Camberwell that I sent you a photo of. Did that help you? drive oh, you,
5: you did too. Like you <laughs> did too, and you said something like along along the lines of, oh, "I hope she you know, sympathetic with the work I'm doing." Um, <laughs> I didn't find it funny, Ralph. Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not finding much funny this <laughs> week, um, and yeah, no, nothing at all actually. So, so, oh, it's a great cause, and it yeah, is, absolutely. And, and we're getting some great responses from a lot of people, and. Um, as positive but, as yours? Um, no, nah, yes, they're, they're, they're a bit more positive <laughs> than right me at it. the moment. But, um, um, I'm just getting, I'm getting broken down piece by piece. Uh, emotionally and physically, and I'm pretty sure SWAT is not going to let me stop until I've got depression too. So uh, uh, if I I have not got some sort of you know, serious depression, he's he's not going to let me get off my bike. Uh, and I'd let me tell you, he's almost fucking there.
3: I mean, actually, I was in Byron Bay. Uh, so I was, sort of, no, that was a humble brag, but my point yeah, yeah. my my point was there was a naked bike ride. Um they were, they were so they were just oh. so my there was a naked bike ride for the don't know, no, they were protesting something or they were doing it for I'll imagine they're oh. doing it for so I can't <laughs> imagine they just get up on a Sunday, five hundred people and just troll through the yeah. town news. Now um would Pucker up ever consider that?
5: Um probably not. I have um you know and nor would they want to. Uh, when you have a look at half of our crew, we do have some fine looking specimens amongst the Peloton, but there's also <laughs> A large chunk at the back that aren't so special on the eye in lycra, yeah. but um, you take it off as well. I reckon as soon as I get these nicks off today, I'm gonna look like one of those big red ass baboons. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I could probably ride. I could probably ride in that naked one because I've lost all feeling from the waist down. Seriously, <laughs> I, I rang. I rang. I rang the wife, and um, in fact, I texted her. I said, "I've got some really bad news for you," and uh, she's said, "Oh shit! You're scaring me. What is it?" I said. I... Oh, my doodle doesn't work anymore, baby. <laughs> and uh, and she's, uh, she, she said, oh, is that all? Um, <laughs> thought it like fini-
3: stopped working years ago. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm serious. I'm. It, it's not even
5: waking up in the morning.
3: This is the problem,
5: right? That's the one that you can't control the in the morning. It's not, it's not waking up in the morning. I'm in all sorts of trouble. And the other part, the other problem is, too, I've, to lost it? Feeling, I've lost so, all feeling in my right hand, so problem, I can't do it then anyway.
2: <laughs> it's
3: a debacle. Oh, I can imagine. I reckon you'd be a shoo for the jungle next year, Big Red. You are. You, you spoke yeah. about the peloton. If there, if there was a race... Where where would you be coming? Are you? Well, I know you'd be coming nowhere because you don't, you can't. Yeah. And <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> actually, what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. That was <laughs> that was clever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> are, are you up the front, or are you just going? Is there? Do you just get competitive, yeah. or is it just plug along at your own? You know, version?
5: Um, you know when you know when you. I find, Swatty, that. I only get competitive at things I'm good at.
3: Yeah,
5: absolutely. and uh, there's no point getting competitive at something that you shit at. You just <laughs> get angry all the time. So, I know I'm down at the back, and I've got some magnificent units uh, helping me. And um, I, like in, in all seasons, I'm you know on the hills, I'm um, the hopeless. Like really, and I just get spat out the back and. <laughs> It's a real, real grind for me. And Mount Hoffman, which was just the biggest, oh, I thought, unimaginable challenge that I could ever um, take on. I wouldn't have got up it if it wasn't for um, Travis Old from the AFL. Yeah. Um, great, great bloke, Trav. He, that poor bloke, he'd be probably, he'd be probably, eighty kicks of just, you know, wiry muscle, and yeah. really good neck, really good rider. He took on another 120 and basically pushed me up the hill and dragged me into places that I didn't think I'd be able to get to. So he was just amazing, old Trav. And the boys at the back, Craig Jansen and, and big Marcus, who uh, looks a little like Mick Martin in ways. And I never thought I'd warm to someone who looked like Mick <laughs> Martin. But I, I love Marcus. He's a great man. And it's a whole lot easier to understand as well. Um, but um, So there's always someone there to help you. And uh, I need it going up those hills, those really long steep ones. Never been an aerobic animal, Swanny.
3: my surprise you. <laughs> well, I, I nearly just—I just spat my coffee out, and <laughs> I wasn't even <laughs> drinking yeah. any. I can't believe it.
2: Uh, big man, you just—you gave me a flashback from lo, from local suburban footy. And just tell me if the, if there's any any analogy here. Was the really big guy who didn't really like pre-season training? If there was some guy yeah. who was who was reasonably fit and a good runner. And he'd do that. Come on, come on, keep going. Come on, you're doing well. Oh, and then eventually oh. the big guy would turn around and say, "If I got one more come on from you, I'm going to break your jaw." Yeah. Basically, yeah. Is that, yeah. are we, are we walk in that fine line.
5: There's a couple. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of them that their um, their their downright chirpiness and positive outlook on life starting to wear the fuck out <laughs> yeah. of me. Uh, let me tell you, and I'm I'm, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give an, an earpiece to a, a man here um, who will be able to hear you, blokes. Now. Um, this is one of the guys that I oh, used to love him. Um, didn't like him as an opponent. I used to love him, um, and now after seven days, i really, really sticking it hard up my bum. Up. <laughs> let me introduce let, let Mister me, let me Wayne Swoss on the uh,
3: podcast here. Hi, I'm the Swoss and Scotty
5: podcast. That's Scotty and Swoss. Oh, sorry, Scotty and <laughs> With <laughs> Ralphie. Ralphie. How At least are you, someone's mate? got it right.
3: Very well. Very well. How are you? Yeah, good. How's now, the big guy I'm going? Also,
5: I tell you, boys. Um,
2: uh, I've I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing this bloke for a while, and he did the ride last year. But uh, I can honestly say what he's been prepared to give him himself, and it might surprise you both. He's not built for cycling. But <laughs> but what he's... What, what he? Stop he, laughing! This bloke has turned himself inside out. And we had a moment about sixty k's out of Benigo, where he was talking. He was talking Hebrew. <laughs> Slapping around. I promised him there was a big bucket of KFC 60 days down the road, and he got it done. No, he's a bloody superstar, boys. I couldn't be any prouder of this man. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to call him a mate. Oh,
3: that's fantastic. Absolutely, See, that fuck you both, didn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah what,
3: Thank Hey, piss off, Swatter. If you're going to give us that, up your bum. <laughs> <Well done. laughs>
5: and that all was, those mean was...
2: things you said about him before you went on the ride, yeah, Scotty.
5: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now I feel guilty. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, he's he's gone, but um, you know, he's uh, he's doing amazing. He really is. He's gone. He can't hear me. He's doing amazing stuff, Swatter, and That's it's true. it's great to be a part of something that. Um, there's a lot of you know fantastic, worthwhile organisations out there trying to do good for good for people. This bloke here is actually saving people's lives. You know, there's people that come to these forums and come up to the group and say, "I was shot, I was gone, I was giving it up." And last week <laughs> I, you know, uh, lined up a tree in my car. It's one of the guys who's working with us, and um, and they say, this stuff's dropped me through, and I appreciate it. It saved my life." And so he's doing amazing yeah, that's stuff.
3: That's awesome. Are you getting many people uh, out there on the road, like coming out yeah. and supporting? Yeah, heaps, mate, heaps. Awesome. So we've got the 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 pucker up truck, yeah. and um,
5: yeah, and that's um, that's there to be signed by anyone who's walking past. Which yeah. when you sign when you sign the truck, it's basically saying I like, commit to
0: normalising
5: mental health and starting a conversation about it. So um, yeah, there's lots of people that are coming up and saying good day and, and cheering and tooting. Most people are tooting happy toots, you know, like they're yeah. just like, that toot, 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 sort of toot. <laughs> there's a couple that do the old. <laughs> uh, get on the fucking road because <laughs> uh, you've held them up for about four and a half minutes of their really valuable day um, and, but basically uh, really supportive stuff mate so it's been good I, I kind of learnt something it took me three days Went a little bit awkward there for a while it took me three days because um, I got all these lingo cyclists I got all this talk about you know. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, I don't mind a chat when we're on the downhill and on the flat stuff and um, I keep hearing this Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> who's, telling, who's telling me that? And I heard it all the day. I'm like, going, this is bullshit. I'm abusing people. And I found out this the other day that they're actually saying truck up. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a truck, there's, a, there's a truck coming the other way. Just stay in tight. I thought someone was telling me to fuck
3: up three days. But All these people in the but road.
5: If I, want, if, I want that, yeah, if I want that, I can just go home.
3: <laughs> so all these people in the road, I bet you're telling them you can't wait to see them next year?
5: God, there's a couple of people that keep saying, oh, what about, So, what we should do next year? I'm going. I don't give a toss what we <laughs> to do next
3: year. To be perfectly honest
5: with you, I will. Uh, I will support Parker up for, uh, for you know every day. But uh, on the podcast, this is the last time, this is the last time. I swear to you, I'm not getting <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not doing it again. Well, I did put a petition into uh, you know Pete Murphy, one of the chairman of yeah, the chairman of Parker Up. He's he's struggling at the moment sending us photos from Martha's Vineyard uh-huh. and uh, just in New York. Just in New York, down the he's been very supportive and letting us know what he's up to each day, Pete. Um, but um, I did send a petition to him next year. We don't need any do bike rides. And what he keeps saying is, you know, it's not about the bike ride. The bike ride's <laughs> just the vehicle. Well, why don't we actually use a fucking vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> why do we get in a vehicle and go to town to town and start <laughs> spreading the conversation? But I did petition. a petition, Pete said... Uh, Two words for you, champ: barefoot bowls. That's what we're gonna do next. That's what we're gonna do next year. Town to town, barefoot bowls. Stark and striking. The conversation about mental health.
2: Hey, Scotty, I'll, you know you've often been spoken of as the same type of endurance athlete as uh, as Shane Crawford, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but one of the th- yeah. in all seriousness, because you opened the door just before, he said what he underestimated when he did his run from Adelaide to Melbourne was yeah he pushed himself. Uh, obviously physically amazing job, but he wasn 't yeah. prepared mentally for all these wonderful stories on the side of the road and all the, everyone wanting yeah. to share their stories. How are you combining that with pushing yourself physically but also having to deal with the emotions of all those stories that you 're talking about
5: it's um it's an interesting one because I am you know as each day goes by and I know I have a bit of a laugh now, but i'm I have three days to go and i 'm physically shot <laughs> um, and having having days where you' just like today. Seriously, today was just unrelenting. It just didn't stop and you're and you're trying to find more and more and it's the headwind's just so demoralizing but you sort of sit there and think, right, and then you then you run into someone along the way who's come over to to see the truck and or sign the truck and say that oh we lost our um <clears throat> we we lost our nephew four days ago to suicide and you go, Okay, I'm physically shocked. So that's all right. Um I'll I'll come good sooner or later. But um that um, <clears throat> that's a little more important to what I'm going through, and and so you know you try and balance those, and you hear people who've got the courage for the first time ever to stand up and talk about their story. They haven't told family members, and it's it's pretty intense. So we had a, we had a night the other night when we got to Mount Hotham So pretty draining day it was. Where three of the crew got up and told their story, and Ryan O'Keefe was one who's a <clears throat> you know, premiership hero, Norm Smith, Miller's, at Ferris, and you know most people would look at. Big Rhino and go invincible. Well, not the case. Um, he's had his battles, and um, and and another one of the other guys in the group told a story that we all just sat there with our jaw on the ground. What he, him, and his family have had to endure is and would, which is what set off his mental health issues is just remarkable and like phenomenal. And we all do, it sucked the entire oxygen out of the room, and we're all sitting there going, "Wow!" So yeah, when when people come up and talk to you, they're coming up to talk to you for a reason, and it's either to get help, to just to offload their issue, or that sort of thing. So it has been a pretty emotional ride as well. Ralph, you're bang on the money there, but um, you just sort of put it on perspective. I'm rooted physically, but um, some people have got a lot bigger issues. In their minds and in the you know, that they can't really control and they need to get some help for so that's what we're trying to get them to do
2: well said now mate uh we uh, we had a bit of a, a talk about the runners before and and we spent a good three or four seconds on on the actual issue of the time, but it was an excuse for Swanny to talk about when Mick used to send the runner out to tell him to pull his socks up literally what's your favorite story of oh, uh,
3: really yeah yeah, yeah we so said if you can't pull. No he said, if you can't play like a footballer, at least look like one. <laughs> look like one? Yeah. Jeez,
5: he, was boor- he was bored with messages. That's yeah, nice. right, well, <laughs> mate. mate grassman
3: well, and straws? No, it was more than once. Mate, he did it for about my first 20 <laughs> games. Until you t- could actually until he could actually play like a footballer, he'd let me go. But, yeah, mate, for, yeah. The fir- for the first 20 or so games, mate, the runner would come out and Ace would piss himself laughing and go, mate, Mick wants your socks <laughs> up again. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. i don't have to sit there and just stare up at a box and rip him up.
2: What's mate. your favourite runner story, Scotty? <laughs>
5: Oh, we, there's, the the most annoying human being in the world as far as runners go is David Arnfield. How tall oh, was he, mate? please? How tall? 5'6". Ah, 5'7". <laughs> five, five, so, so did you um, trust him? Run- yeah, not, no. Guess what his other title at the club was? Fitness coach. So... <laughs> Yeah, safe to say we weren't close. <laughs> but, um, he he was—he was the most annoying little human being of all time out in the out in the field. He was it was amazing, and uh, just used to, you know, he'd deliver your message to you. If it was a shit one, he'd do it from five meters away. And, and he—he normally runners would would tone down the coach's message. Arnie would like add mayo to it because he was five away and He just wanted to fire you up and shout at you and call you all sorts of names. And but there's one time we're playing. Richmond at Football Park, the old football park in South Australia. And uh, and he's come, out, he's come out and give me a message. And then he's just turned on Paul Bullis, the big fullback Paul Bullis. And he had the ponytail and everything like that. And he kept making him angry and angry. He he, he just stayed like ten metres away, just abusing him, <laughs> like ripping into his ponytail, ripping into in, 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 that he couldn't play. That seriously, how useless are you and how shit's your team if you're getting a game? He just stood there on the ground abusing him to the point where this went on for about a minute and a half, which is a fairly long time for bloke just to be sitting there yeah. shouting at someone. Paul Bullis chased him from fullback to the bench. <laughs> to the bench. <laughs> to the I'm sitting there going, quick, turn over. I want me all the He chased David Arnfield from fullback to the bench. I'm just going, There's there's a bloke doing his job well. He wasn't an annoying little
3: shit. Did you did <laughs> you did you get the repercussions when he came back? Um, I don't know. I think he was too rooted. He
5: was, he's, no, I don't think I did I don't think I did. He's gone, Who the fuck is that bloke? I was in that it was Giovanni. That was doing his thing. So uh yeah, but anyway, how many times do you
3: reckon you're told to run at off, morning Oh mate, I would try and run away from. Him. Yeah, once you got once you got <laughs> once you got um close like, had an Ace and it's, it's a couple of boys so I was close to so mate. Ace, yeah. Yeah, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> like remember John I remember John I went Went and told him one day. He goes, you go and tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he, obviously, I, I can't imagine he did because Mick would have stormed, fucking. Uh, stra- yeah. Mick would have stormed down the stairs <laughs> and ran straight into the ground yeah. and grabbed John yeah. for the thing. So yeah, he would have. Been. Um, I, I did it once
5: to I did it once to Brett Heady. <laughs> uh, Brett Heady was our runner, and Brett Heady is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Just always in a good mood. He's just a ripping bloke, Good old jolly he was running. I can't judge his coach. And Jobby runs out, I was having a bad day in Adelaide and and um, and i was, and he'd come out about three times and I'm like, Oh well that's enough <laughs> three times I said, Tell him to go and get fucked <laughs> and uh, and Jobby's going, Come on, big fella, come on, come on mate <laughs> And he's gone back and judges and gone, What'd he say? He said, Oh he said no worries, Ken <laughs> And uh, I should, I'll get called in I get called in on the Monday in front of the match committee and there's about eight of them sitting around the table and we're talking ten Judge, Peter German, um, Michael Brennan, west Coast full-back, uh, I think Rob Wiley might have still been there too, um, Tim Jett, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: um, and yeah, all ex-players, right? And um, they said, mate, you um, remember what you said to, uh, to Jobby when he came out? I said, Oh no, which time? He sent him out a few times (laughs) (laughs) and um and he goes, you know, the time I'm talking about. Job, he came back and I asked him what you said to him. And he said, no worries, Ken. We've had a look at the tape. It doesn't suggest you said that to him. <laughs> I said, no, oh, geez, you've, look, you've looked at the tape. And um, I said, oh, I might have been, was that the third time? I may have told him to go and get fucked. And he said, well, when you tell, when you tell the runner to get fucked, you're telling me to get fucked. I said, no, no, nah, it wasn't like that at all. And he goes, so we're going to spell you. We're going to put you in the waffle this week. I said, you're a fucking kidding, aren't you? And he's gone, no, nah, let's go tell tell me to get fucked. I said, every one of you look at me right now and tell me you've never told the runner to go and get fucked. <laughs> eight eight heads went straight down. Seriously, if you're going to drop me, drop me, but don't use that as an excuse because you've all done it. Did they? Anyway, they're. No, no, drop me. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's go to our Instagram. Uh, from uh, this is on the Scotty and Swatty Instagram page because we did say we'd get to some messages. we have already been through the Facebook, Scotty. Please, please like us. All uh, from Watto. <laughs> 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 from Watto. All these top ten forwards or top ten midfielders lists that are going around at the moment from the pundits are rubbish. I want Scotty and Swanny's list for the bottom ten Junos in the AFL. Hashtag keep them. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: a great question. <laughs> and yellow? Give me time. I haven't got it now, but I'll come back to you next week. with the Next talk. week. Not sure you,
3: I'm not sure. You, can you fit 15 to 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we can have
5: 40 honorable men
2: <laughs> From Jezza Watts.
3: Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll
2: do that. From Jezza Watts. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or a head the size of a watermelon? We'll just take uh, as a comment. From John's best so, podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watermelon. Watermelon. What would you, Scott? <laughs> you haven't got a choice, have oh, you? I'd rather I've have. I've got it. one. Mate,
3: he, <laughs> or my, or, well, I think our heads are probably closer to the size of watermelons and tennis balls. So if you walk, can you imagine if someone's walking around a head the size of a tennis ball? Yeah. How weird you'd look? No, you look! Yeah, it looks stupid. You exactly. Look stupid. At least if you had a watermelon yeah. head. Like, oh, at least you could yeah. you could eat. might you couldn't fit anything in your mouth. Like, yeah. with I'm a tennis ball head.
2: My,
5: all right, Johnny? Yeah, exactly.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> all right, all right. I've got to bring out a story, Scotty. Have you ever had a head measuring competition?
5: No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? It was, was a fox. was a fox. you think, or something? Yes. Um, and you and only uh, went
2: in it for one reason, didn't you?
5: Because I knew mine was smaller than someone. <laughs> I knew my head was. I knew my head was smaller than someone else's, and I knew they would piss him right off. <laughs> and I knew my. I knew my melon was smaller than BT's. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Now, yeah. jeez, I have a little moral victory there.
2: <laughs> from Lindy Lou, just want to let Scotty Cummings know he's a legend for doing the ride. Absolutely. From Jod's, best podcast ever, Love and Afternoon, full of jokes, you know, baggy, Lindy. and lots of laughter. Great work, fellas. Thank you. Uh, from Jess Richo, when can we get some merch? Next week. For oh. some more in. Oh, yeah. Foundation member T-shirts will be in Someone and actually asked
3: that question, or do you just throw that in there just to let everyone know? It's actually a genuine <laughs> <opinion laughs> one, but very oh. good. <laughs> From Leggy,
2: <laughs> Swanee's thoughts on how comfortable economy seats are in Virgin. I'll
3: tell you what they're better than they're better than Jetstar. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, I I got a, I got a lunch I got a thing in Tasmania this Friday night, and I forgot and I forgot about it. And then so well, I, my I Friday was bad. Yeah, and I got a lunch um, this Friday as well. So the only flight that would get me there on time is a Tiger flight. No. So I got a, I got to fly Tiger Friday night. So. I'm sure I'll have something to report back next Tuesday, but I've flown I've flown Tiger twice in my life, and both of them yeah. have been a fucking debacle. So, <laughs> oh, mate, What's it like when you have to put your own bag on the cargo hold? Oh, <laughs> is that right or oh, 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 man. So I haven't done it in about 10 years, So, but it was literally the so only flight between like 4 o'clock and like 8 o'clock on a Friday night at Tassie. The fuck is not there like a normal 6 o'clock flight? So <laughs> the one is 6.15 Tiger, so... Well, the so, good news is, mate, it's only costing you about twelve bucks. Well, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, that's handy. Hey, Scott, I'm not paying for it. Come on, let's... <laughs> <laughs>
5: From
2: that's
3: Ross it. on our
2: Twitter, on our Twitter, Scotty and Swanee. That's Scotty, Scotty and Swanee. Ross Ross Katzambanis? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Swanee's payback to Taylor for making him fly economy while she sat in business?
3: Yeah, well, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, well, I'm
5: pretty sure it might be Taylor's way back to Swannies or something.
3: To be <laughs> yeah, it that. Well, it was we we explained. <laughs> I explained that earlier. In day, I explained that earlier. Um, and then well, after after, after that go. story, when when she didn't get the upgrade, her bag didn't come out either. So. It really tipped off. Oh. But we didn't speak for about a week, so that was fun. Um,
2: <laughs> from Emma Thomas, oh, there you go. That was a good result. <laughs> yeah. A few weeks ago, we got very close to hearing what Swanee thought was the best on-field comment spray from a player. But was it cleared from everyone to be put in the podcast this week? No, next week. Yeah, we already oh. discussed it, yeah. Need need oh, to yeah. massage t- that I'll t-
3: one. T- yeah, right down so I Reminded to tell you, and tell from sure. if I'm allowed to say it.
2: From AB. Uh, any good stories about playing with Guy Bluey McKenna? I've always thought you two would make a great, would be great together at a sportsman's night. I don't know if that means <laughs> you, Scotty and Twenty or Bluey and and Scotty.
5: What? No, I'm, I'm Tim and that's me,
3: and I played with Blue. Um, I, he coached I, me.
5: He did too.
2: Williamstown reserves reserve.
3: um, Yeah, no, that was. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I think that was, that was that was that was Ace, who was the runner who told me to pull my socks up, Anthony Ames. He, he if and then I I started on the bench the first the first game. Fucking assholes. In the reserve, reserve, yeah. Start on the bench. On a bench, and it was a So, what did they? The Geelong Stadium, whatever they call it yeah. now. And it wasn't. It yeah. was like it was on the ground on the freeway. So we weren't even. It was literally. Like, <laughs> oh, on
5: the, 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 the plebs ground. Yeah, it was on
3: the park. Yeah, yeah, mate. <laughs> so, yeah,
5: hang on a sec. So those people that knew you were always going to make it came and saw you sit on the bench. Yeah. In the reserve reserves. At the little suburban ground yeah. next to GMHBA Stadium.
3: Weird that, because there was no one around the boundary <laughs> apart from me, dad. So, <laughs>
5: um, fuck
3: knows where they were sitting, but oh, you, you could sit in your car. So, but yeah, yeah, very yeah. surprised. Obviously, no one was following me. Louis,
5: uh, Louis McKenna, one of the real funny blokes um, of AFL. He, he's a he's a cracker blue. He did. Um, we used to have this we used to have this running battle in the in the media when I first got to the club and. Blue would pop me in and say, oh, Scotty's uh, been a fantastic group. One of the fittest uh, players... I'm sorry, did I say fittest? Fattest players <laughs> we've seen. And he says it on air. And um, so then I retaliated on air and had a crack at him and that sort of stuff. And uh, mostly half of the uh, Eagles fraternity or supporter base just slaughtered me for <laughs> the, the, you know their hero and their captain. I uh, figured out that was a bit of a joke, but the best one of all time was he called a head count. West Coast versus St Kilda at, at the Wacker. And we're getting rolled, and Bluey's sitting going, they got an extra man here. Somebody, he's called the head count, and we're sitting there lining up like they're doing under night, <laughs> as they used to. We're lined up in the wacky, and we're looking at Blue going, Fuck, I hope you got this right, mate. you <laughs> stupid. No, nah, no. Nah, 18 on 18. I was like a dickhead. But, uh, you know, most of the stories, I can't tell.
2: Fair <laughs> enough. From Dave Lloyd, the second last one here. Congratulations to Scotty and his efforts this week. Unbelievable effort. When does he reckon these bollocks will soften again? Well...
5: I don't know if they're hard or soft, and can't feel them. <laughs> um, I can't feel them as I sit here, and even if I put my hand down my sides, I'm numb as well So I can't feel them anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in. Uh, I'm in some quite physical discomfort. To be honest with you.
2: And finally, from Matt sporting photos, was talking to a current Collingwood player on Sunday. He said he hadn't listened to the podcast yet, but all the boys are at the club and cracking up over it. So that's
3: lovely feedback. Uh, good, they'd want to be laughing because I've got – hey, they'd all want to be subscribing because I know a lot of stuff about them So their current players. So, um, Everyone out there, yeah, all the boys, make sure you – And promote it listening. too
2: or else you're just going to tell those stories. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
3: They're current players and they want me telling stories about them. when?
5: can you tell who's subscribed or is it just numbers?
2: No, just numbers.
5: No, just numbers. No, that's a
3: bugger. Yeah, uh, you want to uh, hold it uh, against uh, people. Go through <laughs> the playing list. Yeah, I might just go ask them some <laughs> questions. Hey, do you remember – i will just about the podcast and see if I'll yeah. make a couple of lies. I'm going, yeah, I heard that. That was really funny. We haven't fucking talked about that yet, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: What did they say? What'd you say? What was your favorite bit? What was yeah, your favorite Yeah, part? exactly. Uh, I don't
3: know. Well, you might do the same. I've got four clubs
5: I can do at these. Through. We'll push you out to subscribe, <laughs> you, subscribe us through them. I'm just going to ring every dodgy bloke I know. i go, hey, Natchez remember that trip to Cancun. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to me, podcast. Please.
2: You're a legend, Scotty. Uh, congratulations on what yeah, well you've done, done so far. and Just three more days of pain and then look forward to seeing you next week. Yep. In studio next well, Tuesday.
5: Oh, jeez, I hope so. Can we move the studio to my couch? We'll be doing for a week, but... Three days to go, boys, and uh, i do everything I can to get through it. i wanted to quit a lot of times so far, but um, we'll keep just pushing out, but we'll see how we go. All the best. Go, get, it a, go
3: get a rub and do your best. <laughs> Scotty Cummings,
2: uh, <laughs> kind enough to join <laughs> us on his yeah. own show. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you, know, you know anywhere in Bendigo, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Sheet Panel
2: Service. This has been show six of Scotty and Swatty.